Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today, whether you're listening on talkradio.nyc or on Facebook Live. I see a bunch of friends already happen on the Facebook Live. Alex, thank you for joining us. Uh, Sirve, hello. It was a pleasure to uh, go to your 13 Tibetan Writes uh, workshop the other week, uh, last week, and Maria from California. Thank you for tuning in. It's great to see you all. I uh, hope you will join the conversation and uh, input your questions and comments as always. And of course, if you're listening on Talk Radio NYC, you can always call in on our eight hundred number. I always forget to give it out: eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. All right, let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have in store for us today. First, from the universe. You can choose to go, do, be, and have, and in the end, you'll exclaim, shocked and bewildered, that because of all the synchronicities of your life, all the clicks and coincidences, and the many happy accidents, your bounty and good fortune must have been your destiny. Or you might choose to wait for a miracle, a savior, or divine intervention, and in the end you'll exclaim, shocked and bewildered, that because of all the synchronicities of your life, all the mischances and disappointments, and the many unhappy accidents, your lack and misfortune must have been your destiny. Do you see what the difference is? It ain't me, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that um, if we're just waiting around for things to happen, we're missing one of the most important parts of our journey, which is taking action to manifest. Now, of course, there is a certain way to do it that makes it uh, easier, more joyful, more fun, which as you know, it's lining up your energy first and then going and taking the action. But taking the action is still required. You know, we cannot just sit around on our couch meditating all night long and waiting for that, you know, million dollar bag of gold bullion to drop in our lap. It's just not going to happen. But when we're out there living life, connecting with people, doing the things that we're inspired to do um, and, and really living fully, oh, you know, that's when the magic happens. That's uh, when we really can see uh, the beauty of of life and what happens. And, and the amazing thing is that the more we put ourselves out there, the more we talk to people, the more we, we talk about our crazy ideas, the more uh, uh, aligned effort, I will call it, aligned effort we put into all of our various projects and tasks and whatever it is that we're working on, the more amazing synchronicities, the more amazing uh, uh, coincidences, the more amazing serendipitous events happen that carry us even further than our imagination could have predicted. You know, I often say (laughs) the universe has a much better imagination than I do because you know, uh, well, I've been doing this show now. I've been doing what I'm doing probably for about eight, eight, almost nine years now. But even 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I could not in my wildest imagination imagine that I'd be doing what I'm doing today. And uh, I love what I'm doing today. So, you know, we always want to leave that room for opening. We always want to leave that room for the magic of life to manifest around us. Um, and not just wait around for things to happen. It's actually a message from me sometimes. All right, great. We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Let's see. What does Abraham have in store for us today? We would never do anything that didn't make our hearts sing. And so you say, but that choice doesn't seem to be there. 
there's this choice that doesn't make my heart sing or sort of staying where I am. So what should I do? And we say we'd hang around and wait for something that makes our heart sing. And then we jump in with all four feet. Abraham <laughs> having a little fun with us all four feet because of Abraham loves the furry friends. Um, so now this, you know, is kind of funny um, because it, it almost sounds like it's a little bit opposite the first quote, but it's actually not. You see, the first quote we talked about doing the things that make our heart sing. And the second quote is saying, well, what if it seems like there are no choices around that make our heart sing? And you may say, yeah, Sam, what, what do I do if like all these choices, like none of them are good? So the first thing I would say is you're limiting your vision of what choices you have. Because inevitably when I hear this from my coaching clients, my mentoring clients, and from people I work with, I'm like, well, how many different choices do you have? And they're like, well, all I have is this and this. And I look at the situation, and because I'm removed from it and I'm not emotionally attached to it, I can look at it and see very easily, well, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? And what about that? You know, there are usually like a dozen other choices that we don't really see. And what Abraham is saying here, like even if every single choice you have, like none of them make your heart sing, then wait. Then wait. Then maybe life has just not revealed to you yet the direction that you really want to go in. So often we get caught up in, you know, I got to be doing something. I got to be working towards something. I got to be efforting towards something. And we forget that like life is not like that. Nature is not like that. There are four seasons. And in, you might be in different parts of the world and maybe there are only two seasons and maybe the two seasons are just the dry season and the wet season. But like here in the northeast of the United States and Europe and a lot of places, there are four kinds of seasons. And winter, maybe winter in where you are is the rainy season, but winter is the time for rest. And sometimes when we're in the middle of something and we don't feel like we have a good choice or a good option, then maybe it's just time to rest and take care of ourselves. Ooh, I got some hearts on that one. Cool, thank you. Um, and, and to take a step back and wait and see. We don't always have to be working towards our big dream and working towards something phenomenal out there. It's okay to take a vacation. It's okay to take some time off and just connect with yourself. And maybe, just maybe, the reason why you're not finding anything that makes your heart sing is because you haven't taken some time off to just be with yourself, to just sit back and be still and maybe be out in nature and meditate and just take it in and breathe. And just feel into what life has in store for you. Sometimes we just need to take a pause. And it's all right. It's not a big deal. So if you're confronted with choices and you don't like any of the choices, just sit back and wait doesn't mean that you don't take action when a good choice rears its head. Absolutely. When that good, and that's what Abraham says here, we, we wait around until something that makes our heart sing and then we jump in with all four feet so that when that thing does come around that all of a sudden reveals itself, maybe because we did take time off, maybe because we did finally do some self-care, that that's the time you jump into action, go full force, and like dive in as deep as you can. Makes sense to me. Ah, two, wonderful, beautiful. I love these quotes from the universe and from uh, Abraham. I hope you did too. Ah, we got more people up on the Facebook Live. Welcome. 
to, oops, I got to scroll back and see everybody. Shweta, oh, wonderful to see you, Shweta. Alexander, thank you for joining us. Glad you liked the quotes. Terry, Jonathan, Jody, oh, good to see you guys. All right. So we, we just got a couple of minutes before break, but I do want to introduce our guest. Uh, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome Simon Chikoisky, uh, who is the author of The Dharma Method, The Five Dharma Types, and Sex, Love, and Dharma, as well as Gambler's Dharma and the forthcoming Secrets of the Sacred. A pioneer using Vedic astrology and Dharma typing to help his clients discover their Dharma, Simon has a gift for making complex concepts easy to digest and simple truths profound. Simon taught alongside Dr. Vasant Ladd at the renowned Ayurvedic Institute before venturing out on his own uh, to create his consulting business and Dharma type certification course. And we're going to get into Dharma types a lot. Uh, Simon has written for multiple publications, appeared on dozens of radios and TV programs, and travels widely conducting his own seminars. In the Dharma method, uh, Tchaikovsky shares 11 time-tested yet simple techniques to help you find your spiritual path or Dharma, and explains how you need only to include seven each day for spiritual growth and personal enlightenment. He provides routines, tips, and tricks to keep you on track and exercises to apply these spiritual lessons in your everyday life. And it's my extreme pleasure to welcome him to the Conscious Consultant Hour. How are you doing today, Simon? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the uh, inspirational words this morning. Ah, my pleasure, my pleasure. You know, I, I have to admit, I always love having people on my show whose name is Simon because my... Hebrew name is Shimon, which you would think, well, my English name is Sam. It should be the Hebrew equivalent. It's not. Uh, um, Sam in Hebrew is Shmuel. Uh, Shimon in Hebrew is actually Simon. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're obviously a kindred spirit. Um, well, kindred spirits and also <clears throat> um, in Vedic astrology, my sacred sound is Pe, P-E. Mm. And um, in Greek, Petros uh, is the uh, the name for Peter, Simon Peter, ah. which means rock. Also, so th- there is there are some biblical connections, whether you know they were consciously made or not by our parents. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's funny, rock. Okay. So another thing is my my wife is, is Chinese, and my Chinese name is Shen, which is mountain, like a rock. <laughs> multiple uh, things so um before we get into the book we, we just got like a minute before break but i always like to uh, get a little bit more of people's background so uh, let's just start and then we'll continue after we come back from the break but um what got you interested in uh vedic astrology and dharma and and uh, all of these uh hindu and 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 sort of tibetan concepts um, I've always been interested in astrology and mm. uh, <clears throat> and uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what I'm here on this planet for ever since I was a little kid, and I never thought I would do it for others. It was just yeah. <laughs> uh, to figure out my own path. And in a sense, the books I've written are basically reminders for me about, uh, you know, what to do and uh, little tips and tricks. <clears throat> so um, it's always been there. You know, um, it's just part of my programming, and um, and I'm basically a very lazy guy, so I want to figure <laughs> out the right path so I don't have to make all the mistakes. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I <laughs> You know, it's funny because I, I, I kind of, you know, people look at me, they don't think I'm lazy, but I consider myself kind of lazy in some ways. Like, I always want the easy way out. Um, but somehow it's like my dharma is to kind of make all the mistakes uh, and then go out and tell people, don't do what I did. <laughs> all right. Well, Let- my, uh, yeah, we can, yeah. My yeah. teacher used to say, yogis are the laziest people in the world. And I would say, what are you talking about? They're the ones that get up at 4 a.m. and right. do all that stuff. He said, no, they do that because it's the fastest way to enlightenment. Ah, I see. I see. All right, cool. All right, I want you to hold that thought. I got uh, tons of questions for you. Um, and we're just going to take this quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll return with uh, Simon. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Chikoisky, um, author of The Dharma Method. And we'll be right back after these messages. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. Uh, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And this hour we're talking to uh, Simon Chikoisky, author of the book The Dharma Method. Um, I'm curious, Simon, what was the first book you wrote? Uh, the first book's called The Five Dharma Types, and uh, it's basically introducing this concept of uh, what is dharma and what is this strange word and why should I care? Um, and okay, basically, so let's answer uh, that question. What is dharma and why should we care? Yeah, well, dharma is a, a fancy Sanskrit word that basically means your, your purpose. Uh, more on a deeper level, it's the root of words like uh, throne, farm, truth, our oh. English word truth, and troth, you know, marriage. Ah. Um, and uh, Druid is also derived from that word, and it, it basically is the things that hold up the the order and and uh, of the universe that mm. they keep uh, they keep they keep uh, the solar system spinning and the, mm-hmm. uh, it's the right way, the right path, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, you know devolving into chaos into anarchy. And right. if you know your dharma, <clears throat> excuse me, your dharma, it's like knowing what kind of gas to put in your car. If you put diesel in a gas engine, you're going to have problems, right? right. So right. knowing the dharma of your car is knowing what kind of gas, you know, uh, when the oil was last changed and stuff like that. So you can do that for your own self. And so that book's a manual. Right. Yeah, and I... And 400 I, page manual. Wow, 400 page. Jeez. Um, I, I'm curious, like where you came up with this idea of dharma types, and and I want you to know, I actually I went to your website and I took the test, um, so I, I have one or the other. It said, um, so I'm going to ask you about my types later on. But what kind of and, and 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 you know what you say really makes sense to me because you know I've had lots of people on my show who do things like like uh, traditional Western astrology, human design, numerology. I mean, there are all these different systems that help to give us sort of more information about ourselves and how we are designed in a way, um, which kind of like the more we understand ourselves, then sort of the better life we can have, the more actualized we can be, the 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 easier faster we can get to where we're going right we can be a little lazier yeah and there are a lot of categories and a lot of systems that work for example on a very very basic level the categories of male and female and this is a big issue today right do i identify as male or female just those two basic categories can define our lives from the kind of clothes we wear to the way we talk to the way we walk which bathroom we use and so on and And so categories are very important 
But there are other systems, other categories, like am I a father or am I a, a son? Mm. If, if you're acting as a father, you're going to behave a certain way. If you're a right. son, you behave a different way. So we use categories every day in our lives. And the, the ancients used to call these myths. You know, what is the myth of the, of ah. the, good, fa- or the good parent? Right, right? How right. should a good parent behave? Or how should a good child behave? Right. These are all categories we put ourselves into. And so the Dharma type is, in my opinion, it's the most ancient and the most fundamental to our uh, self-expression. Because mm. knowing, for example, that I'm an educator, uh, or a, a person is an educator, they can't help but teach. It's just <laughs> their purpose. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They could be right. uh, the counter of Dunkin' Donuts. You, right. you, you, you make an order, and they're like, did you know that the glazing on these donuts was done by blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? And then I realize, oh, this person is an educator. They have right. to share information. Right, right. Yeah, so my, my, my types, when, when I took the test, it came out as I'm either an outsider or an educator. Yeah, so the test will give you two types because you are one core fundamental type at your core. Uh, However, you, we all go through different life cycles. So, right. uh, for example, I'm an educator and I'm in a warrior period right now, which means now it's about really putting the information out there and, and fighting uh, for the just cause. Okay. So, Sam, you might either be an educator in an outsider life cycle or an outsider in an educator life cycle, which means that this is your time to spread knowledge, wisdom, and information that mm-hmm. is fundamentally of a different bent, of an outsider bent. It's outside the box, and it blends different traditions. That's what outsiders do. They take from here, from there, and they mix, they create something new. That is their dharma. And knowing that that's your dharma, is you allow yourself to be who you are. Because a lot of, some of my clients go, man, I've studied medicine, but I also love accounting, and I also do hot yoga, and, I, I, and I'm kind of all over the place. And by the end of our session, we figure out a way to blend accounting, medicine, and hot yoga for them to create their own system. Right. And most of the, the modern, uh, you know, the, so a lot of the great modern inventions are, are brought to us by outsiders who who do that, who who blend Uh, different things. So perhaps you're an outsider and an educator, period, or vice versa. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've I've always been kind of a teacher. I actually, uh, believe it or not, one of my first jobs uh, out of college was uh, doing technical trainings and financial institutions. So I've always been uh, kind of uh, trying to educate people no matter what I was doing. Um, and I still do it today, like with this radio show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so now I've never heard of, of Dharma typing before. Um, did, is this something that kind of uh, came to you, or is this something that you discovered in ancient texts? How, how did the just whole idea of having a Dharma type uh, come to yeah, you? Yeah, it, it's not something that I invented that I sort of concocted in my head. It's something that's existed for a very long time, uh, but that has devolved. And in, uh, in ancient societies, we have caste systems. Right. Uh, most You can most readily think of them in India, but also Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Polynesians had caste systems. Uh, you know, Northern Europe, uh, uh, Af- in Africa, all over the world, there were systems where a certain class, certain type mm-hmm. um, came to power. And that's a, a devolution of the Dharma type because basically we're all equal. We're like fingers in your hand. Right, no one right. finger is better than another. Right, but just different. They have a different purpose. Right. The warrior's job is to protect. Right. The educator's job is to teach and to give good counsel. Mm-hmm. And and merchant is to move goods and services. So... Um, but over time, especially in India and other places, certain castes came into power. And then it said, oh, the Brahmin, you know, this caste is more important than the other. So what the inspiration that I had, and a lot of this book just came through me. It wasn't, you know, really my ideas. I was just sort of a pen right. uh, and amanuensis, if you will. Um, what came to me was, was to reframe this system in its true light. 
uh, and to, to show the basic essence of each type and how they behave. I've traveled around the world, and I, I can tell you, an educator behaves like an educator, whether you're in Indonesia, <laughs> India, or Indiana. Yeah, I'm sure. We're all I'm the sure. same. Yeah. Laborer t- type will have the same fears, the same anxieties, and the same talents, whether they live on the North Pole or the South Pole. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen this for myself, so you can predict behavior. Right, right. Um, using this, this system. And, uh, and, and, but more importantly, it's a tool to help each person find their own path. Right, right. So now, w- once, let's say, someone goes and they know their Dharma type and they kind of understands it a little bit, what is the Dharma method about? Because this, uh, one of the reasons why I like this book is because you do give like a lot of practical advice about things people can do that actually help on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so the, the Dharma Type's first book is like an encyclopedia, and my mom read it, and she says, Simon, I don't understand anything in your book. So write something simple for me. And I'm like, oh, but, and I started to argue, but mom, and I thought, you know what, she's right. So this is a little pocket book that contains the essence of basically what I've learned over the last 20, 30 years, from the spiritual traditions of, of the world, and mm. we were gonna—I was gonna call it the Lazy Person's Guide to Enlightenment. Oh, I like uh, that. <laughs> the publisher didn't like that, so Aww. they called it the Dharma Method. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the re- really simple, direct, practical tips and tricks that you can use every day to bring a little bit more light into your life. Uh, and the word for light in Sanskrit is sattva. Sattva means your essential nature. It comes from the root that says uh, sat means to be being, beingness. Uh, okay. And these are simple tricks to reveal your essential nature, which is calm, spiritual, balanced, and joyful without a reason. Yes, yes. And so simple things like greeting the sun every morning and a lot of us who live in cities don't get to do that yes oh yeah but being able to see the sunrise mm. uh brings an immense amount of that spontaneous joy and light and sattva into your yeah, life yeah yeah and things like being in nature um you know you can just you just feel good just you know, especially when you're a city dweller, I know it's different. Like if you're someone who lives on a farm or lives in a very rural area, you're around nature yeah, all the time. Exactly. Then, then that's not a big deal for you. But and right. I think that's also why a lot of people like golf. I I've never played uh, golf in my life, and I always kind of look and go, you know, that's it's not so much that it's a sport. It's more people are out in nature, and there it's a communal activity and. Anyway, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, um, let, let's. It's time for us to take yeah. another break. I want you to hold that thought, and then when we come back, um, let's get into a little bit more of like what are some of the things like people can do on a daily basis, and and why those little things actually move them in a positive direction. Okay. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc.
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And um, before I bring Simon back on, I just really wanted to to mention, um, uh, and, and I did this last week, and this is the last time I'll mention it, um, but I, I was down recently in Asheville, North Carolina for an event where... Um, and it wasn't the first time I met Jennifer Huff, but it was the first time I got to see her really do her magic in person. And she is just an amazing transformational facilitator and, and, and such a special human being. I so enjoyed the whole weekend being with her. I learned a lot. It reinforced a lot of things that I already knew and, and really helped me to feel good. And um, I just wanted to let you all know that if you're looking for you know, more freedom, more internal freedom to please check out her event that's happening this weekend, uh, March 22nd, uh, 23rd and 24th called Get Out of Your Own Way by Going Direct with Your Innate Wisdom. It's an immersive workshop, as I said, starting tomorrow, Friday, March 22nd, down in Asheville, North Carolina. If you happen to be in the area, you can attend live um, in person, or she's doing it actually as a, as a, a video live stream. So even if you're across the country and you want to sit in on it, you don't have to be there in person. You can stream it. Please, please, you guys know I very, very rarely promote other people's stuff on my show. And when I do it, it's because the person is very, very special. Um, please go to her website and check it out. Her website is www.thewideawakening.com slash going direct. And, and the wide awakening is all one word. Going direct is one word. Um, please check it out, uh, and and believe me, I would not be promoting it if, if I did not have my own personal experience with it and did not think it's wonderful. Okay, let's get back to our guest Simon and his book, The Dharma Method. So Simon, uh, I mean, we kind of already started to touch upon it a little bit, but what are... I would like to just, we don't have to, you know, you got to go out and buy the book and read it. So we don't got to give the farm away, but just like give our audience a couple more examples of what are some things that they can do in their daily life to sort of uncover their dharma um, um, and, and why those things help in that way. Yeah, there uh, and we can give away the farm. This, this yeah. information is not proprietary. It's, okay. it's it's been around. It's been tested for thousands of years. I've just sort of compiled it into a little book. Uh, but yeah, um, I know. But we want to make the publisher happy. So go out and buy the book. Go out and buy the book. No. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, well, it, it it functions on all levels. So even the food you eat. So there are there are oh. foods that are enlightening foods, and there are foods that are dulling. Foods. And so I go through as an the example. whole list. Just, just one, an one, in each, one in each side. Yeah. Um, so in the dulling category, you have foods that traditionally spiritual traditions frown upon, like garlic and onions, even though those are very healthy for you. Really? Garlic and yeah. onions? Garlic oh. and onions, uh, mushrooms, canned food, especially canned meat, mm-hmm. um, tend to be dulling. Why? Because it takes... Uh, well, and garlic and onions because they excite passion in the body. They create health, but it's a very—it's called a rajasic, a very passion-filled uh, type of state that, uh. that takes you out of your balance and peace. Uh. It makes you want things. It makes you want sex. It makes you want this. You uh. you get energized. Now, sometimes you need that. So, right. I'm not saying, and we're not advocating that you eat the enlightening foods all the time. But mm-hmm. in monasteries and places that are uh, uh, exclusively devoted to the spiritual life, those foods are cut out. Um, and even in, in, in Christian, uh, there's a, the saint, I call it the All Saints Diet. Um, mm. And there's a whole list of all the foods that are enlightening, dulling, 
um, okay, and, so, and how to. So, so gar- you can start with diet. Okay, so garlic and onions are dulling. What's enlightening? Just just one example. Enlightening is the stuff you've heard from all the the nutrition gurus on from Doctor Oz to PBS. It's okay. fresh fruits and vegetables. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, if you have a cow in your backyard, fresh milk from the cow. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of vegans will say, well, no, milk is a cruel, is full of cruelty. And today, yes, it is because it's farmed mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all the, the hormones and stuff that go. But milk that is milked, freshly milked from uh, your neighbor's cow or your cow is considered an enlightening food, as is ah. ghee, clarified butter. Not butter itself, right? But when you slightly cook the butter and take out the uh, the heavy cholesterol particles, it becomes ghee or clarified butter. Very enlightening ah, food. Ah, okay, that's what ghee is. You know, I, I've I've known I've I've seen ghee. I've had ghee. I've heard people talk about ghee, but I never knew exactly what ghee was. <laughs> it's butter without the baggage. the baggage. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Okay, so that's diet. What, what's another thing that, that helps us? Another thing, again, I, I mentioned that I, I like the easy way out, is right. simply hanging out with people who are more enlightened than you. Finding ah. mentors, uh, gurus, teachers, friends who are on that path, and you get a little bit of their vibration. Now, right. if you can't, if you, you know, live in a place where you just don't have gurus in your neighborhood then um, babies. You know, mothers have that special glow because the babies have sattva. They're they're full of sattva, that radiance that is, Mm. you know, except for when they're pooping. But even when they're pooping (laughs) and you're changing their diapers, that's why we're willing to do all those things because we're, we're engulfed by that sweet, loving kind of vibe. That's sattva. Uh, even young and small animals. So hanging out with creatures, whether it's human beings or even small animals that have mm. sattva, some of that some of that rubs off on us. It's very easy. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and if you if you say if you, you can't hang out with a spiritual teacher or someone who's more advanced with you, what about you know watching their videos online? Does that count? Videos uh, or books? Or yeah, books. and yes. then. Uh, practicing, um, one of the best ways that I know is practicing what I call AM and PM, which is Uh, AM stands for active meditation, PM is passive meditation. So active meditation is something like doing breath exercise or uh, a ritual called a puja in Sanskrit or in Hindi, Mm -hmm. um, or any kind of active meditation where you're talking uh, where you're talking to God, basically. I see. Pa- then, after 30 minutes or uh, an hour or however long you do your active, then you just sit passively and listen. Ah. And that combination of talking to God and then shutting the hell up <laughs> and just sitting there and listening is the recipe for finding your inspiration, in my opinion. Uh, I see. So, so now that, uh, that explains something, because I've always heard that you know the difference between prayer and meditation is prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. Right. Although me- a lot of meditation is still talking to God. You're saying you know right. Om Namah Shivaya or you're doing a mantra. That's active. It's still right. active. Right. So active. Until it becomes and it just releases and becomes passive. But gotcha. a lot of us in the West tend to be type A people. We're like, yeah. I must have my 1,008 repetitions, <laughs> and I will not stop until I have them. <laughs> right. right? Exactly. And, and that's exactly. fine. When you have a certain goal, it's good for warrior types. They, mm. They're really good at that. But mm. if you're not a warrior type, even if you're a warrior type, make sure after your 1,008 repetitions, you just sit five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just listen. Mm -hmm. And you may not hear anything, but you may feel a discomfort in your body, or you may feel something, and and that'll bring your attention, like, oh, yeah, I got to take my probiotics because I have gas. Or, oh, yeah, and ideas will come. And much of this book was written in that state of passive meditation, Mm -hmm. where this, it just, you get download. Download of information starts coming, and you're like, oh, I should write this down. Right, right, right <laughs> and, exactly. And you get you get guidance for your life. It just comes, the instructions come in, like, all right, I'm going to do this today. And then your honey says, wow, 
how did you think of that? It's great that we did this today, that we took a picnic or we took a road trip mm-hmm. or we went to return or talk to the credit card company or because it all worked out great. How did you get? And I'm like, PM, baby. Passive meditation. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so I'm curious, like in today's society, that so much of people in the West are living in cities now. You know, we, we're not as connected to nature. Um, you know, we're either getting up way before the sun rises or after. Like, as an example, like my schedule because i typically work late and go to bed late i get up late so i don't see the sunrise too often um so what when you work with somebody who's in a very urban environment um what you know kinds of shifts uh, do you do you find in general usually serve people more yeah well first uh take vitamin d because uh, you're probably not getting exposed enough exposure to the sun and right, in, right. in an urban environment you can't really walk around with your shirt off you know right. most of the time unless <laughs> i mean some places in new york i'm sure but yeah. uh <laughs> well not, not square maybe not not in march though <laughs> not in march exactly so one thing you're missing is exposure to the sun now for some people like myself i personally if i take a vitamin d supplement it doesn't absorb very well even the best kinds mm. i need actual sunlight Whereas other people who are very sensitive to the, you know, their skin is sensitive, they do much better with ingested vitamin D. But you can get, so that's a way to, vitamin D is liquid sunshine. So that's one way to make up for it. Another way is um, to do uh, the breathing practices that I talk about in the book. Breathing fills your body with prana or chi, that Mm -hmm. life force energy that tends to become stagnant in a big city. So right. people who live in nature, they have fresh air, they're out walking all the time, right. so they don't right. need to do this breathing practice. So, but people in a city can, can do that, and it, it's just like living you know, on Lake Como. Right, you right. get all the benefits. Um, what's another thing you can do um, living in the city well you make time like once a week you go to the top of a building and you try to incorporate the space element look at the stars Ah. because we're so used to looking straight ahead and there's always a concrete wall a building you know another person something is in our way and we lose connection to the vastness of space and our place in the universe so if you have to you know, go to the top of a building and just lie on your back and just kind of look at the sky for five minutes. Yeah, me, me and my wife, we like to actually go to, uh, we don't usually do it when the weather's not so good, but like spring and summertime after dinner at night, we go to Central Park. Now that Central Park is nice and safe and, and we have some like baseball fields and stuff. So we go and walk around and you can see the stars and you can see the skyline yeah. and you can look up and it's, it really, uh, I like to say it's our evening constitutional yeah, exactly. And, and, and it gives you your dose of the space element, also some fresh air. So the five elements are very important. Uh, and if we have an imbalance in those five elements, we, we tend to have disease. Right, um, right. So, um, and even driving out of the city from time to time is, is yes, good. Yes. But the, one of the most sort of spiritual ways to give yourself space is just close your eyes and mm. close your eyes and do your inner meditation. And in mm. your mind, you know, there is no, there are no limitations. Right, right. There are no walls. There's no, uh, there's no structures around you when you close your eyes. Okay. Right. And someone like Gandhi, who was who spent a lot of time in prison, could remain very um, grand and expansive in his thinking because uh, of these practices. You know, it, it's easy to become parochial and closed in and. and even yes. hateful when, when your environment is closing you in. You start to feel, you know, it, you, to rage against the machine. Yes. But people like he, him, like Mandela, right, who right. you explored your inner space, right. and, and no one can jail your inner space right. except yourself. Right, right. 
Right. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, Simon, it's time for us to take the last break of the show. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about sex, love, and dharma and the gambler's dharma, because those sound like yep. interesting books as well. So uh, everybody, and I just want to remind people, if you want to call in and ask your own questions, you can either type it right into the comment section of the Facebook Live video or give us a call at 877-480-4120. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Simon Chikoisky, author of the book, The Dharma Method, and many other books, too. Check them out. Um, you can find it on Amazon and all the latest booksellers. And Simon, what's your website? If people want to come and learn more about Dharma typing and, and more about you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, it is spirittype.com. Spirit ah. type, one word. Oh, that's a good URL. You must have gotten that a long time ago. Well, I wish I had gotten Walmart.com a long <laughs> time ago. But. <laughs> yeah, but if you got that too long ago, they would have just sent you a letter saying you're infringing on our copyright. You have to give it up. But <laughs> Maybe. You have to get the right ones. Okay. So, so spirit one, type it is. Yeah. So Sex, Love, and Dharma. I'm dying to know. What's that book about? <laughs> That book is a very deceptive title. It should have been called a Health, Love, and Dharma because the premise of the uh, book is if uh, you have a headache or if you have, a, you know, uh, if you have gas, it's not very romantic. It's not great for relationships. Right. So the, the whole first half of the book is devoted to very simple tips, tricks, remedies to get you in the best physical and emotional state to be in a relationship. Ah. Uh, I'm not a relationship consultant or anything like that, right. um, but it's, it's the foundation. And then the second part is uh, ancient um, sexual and uh, fitness programs and practices uh, for modern living, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure I have at least a few listeners out there who will be curious about that one. And Gambler's Dharma, that one I'm very curious about. Gambler's Dharma came out of nowhere, and it sounds like com the complete opposite of what you think a quote-unquote spiritual person would be doing. But, uh, and, it, and it came to me out of nowhere, but it's a way to... I found that using astrology, one could predict the outcome of uh, pretty much any sporting event, whether really? even horse races, stuff like that. And I... Uh, again, it's not something I sought out to do. It, it, it sort of landed in my lap, um, and I followed it uh, for a couple of years uh, and wrote a book about it because it's it's truly fascinating to be able to look at a match and go, "This is the team that's going to win, and this is how easily they'll win." And it, and you watch it unfold, uh. and to listen to the commentators go, "Who saw this coming? Who could have seen this coming?" And you're like, "Well, 
I saw it coming. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. So, when you look at the astrology, are you looking at the astrology of all the players on the team, or do you look at nope. like when the team itself was formed? It not well. You can you can look at that, but it's even more simple. It's the oh. birth time and place of the actual game, and oh. it's a, just like you and I are space time events. We were born in a specific place and time. Right. So any event like a, a game or a business that is born in a specific place and time, has a horoscope. And based on that horoscope, uh, you can determine the likelihood of its success or failure. Uh, and so that's what that book is all about. Is In a way, it's proving astrology with real-world results, black and white. Wow, that's of. fascinating. I mean, uh, and... Uh, uh, I mean, I've heard of, I haven't heard of astrology used quite that way. I have heard of astrology used for things like the birth of a business, the birth of a government. And we used to have a wonderful astrologer on our network, Monty Taylor, who uh, was a Jungian astrologer. So he came at it not from the Vedic point of view, but from a, a more Western sort of Greek mythological point of view. And he was the first one who told me, yeah, like you can do a chart on a business, like when you incorporate it and everything. I was like, oh, that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. And you're working on a book now, or, or I guess maybe you finished it and they haven't published it yet, Secrets of the Sacred. What's that about? Well, that's actually a bit of a misnomer. That book <laughs> uh, is what ended, turned into the Dharma Method. Um, so oh, it, it's Secrets. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, uh, we have to update that. But it's Secrets of uh, the Sacred Traditions from Around the World. And that ended up becoming the Dharma Method. So. Uh, Gotcha, um, gotcha. Um, uh, and go. so I want to ask, so you do this uh, a Dharma-type certification course. W who is that for and what is that all about? It's for uh, anyone who works with clients and mm -hmm. who would like to learn to use the Dharma types, but also astrology. Um, mm. There's a, 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 We go deep and down the rabbit hole to help you use astrology to get at the core of a person's issues to help answer their questions, and um, it's a uh, it's my elite level program. Uh, I see. And and is that everything I've done? Is is that a live program or is that something people can do virtually? Uh, it, it's a virtual program. It's all pre-recorded, and okay. you get tutoring from me or from one of my Dharma type uh, student um, graduates. So mm. once you graduate from it, you. You, you become certified, and um, anyone who's interested can just contact me directly because I like to interview uh, potential uh, candidates. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the cream of the crop, gotcha. my elite program. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, I'm curious, I'm wondering if maybe you can give an example, you know, without using names, of maybe a client who came to you with some... I don't know, some, some, some kind of very difficult situation in their life and how using the, the Dharma typing and the Dharma method, how you, you know, they were able to, to you know, uh, uh, transform that situation into something that wasn't so difficult or, or actually supported them. Yeah, well, um, half of Vedic astrology is, is a, a descriptive, and the other half is prescriptive, which means for the first half we tell you, all right, here's what's going on in your life, and here are potential issues. And the second half we go, okay, here's what you can do about it. Mm. And so it, 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 in the Vedic tradition there are, okay, this was a client yesterday, I mean, I don't I have bad memories, so I, I'm mm. not going to think too far back, but <laughs> this is a client to whom I, I gave a particular remedial measure for finding uh, love and romance mm -hmm. in her life. And it has to do with uh, uh, going out and just feeding a certain animal um, oh. on a regular basis for a, a few weeks. And huh. she reported that, in fact, she had uh, found someone and oh. within a couple of weeks of starting this remedy. Now, a lot of skeptics will go, oh, well, that's just bull. She just put herself in the psychological state. It's the placebo effect. And that may be, but she still found someone. And I have <laughs> it no worked. problem with the placebo effect. <laughs> right, exactly. As long as it works, who cares? <laughs> right? So the doctor rolls their eyes and says, well, you got cured of cancer, but it's the placebo effect. Wait a minute. You got cured, cured of, of cancer. cancer. That's the big deal. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. And you know, I heard that um, 
the pharmaceutical industry that they actually have stopped using placebos in their drug tests because what was happening was the 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 rates of people getting better on placebos kept increasing and increasing to as much as 20 percent so instead what they do is they test one drug against an older drug not against the placebo anymore because it it wasn't uh wasn't helpful (laughs) it was outperforming their drug right exactly exactly Right. So the placebo effect's a real, real thing. But the, these these remedies have been around for thousands of years, and I think mm. it's it's more than the placebo effect because in India, India is the most practical place in the world. If something doesn't work, it gets discarded. It, it, there's yeah. just no time and no yeah. no room for stuff that doesn't work. Right. Um, and they've time tested a lot of these techniques. So so that's one example. And and you know you'll learn all of that in the Dharma type certification. Or if you want a one-on-one consultation, we can go over your own personal chart mm, mm. Well, and determine I'm, whatever remedies are necessary. I'm very curious. I actually, I think I may be contacting you in the near future uh, about that because uh, I've had lots of different readings over the years. You know, I'm I'm curious. I always like to try new and different things, and this is something I haven't tried. So. Uh, and you may sure. you may be getting a, an email from me in the near future. Anyway, well, thank you. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Unfortunately, our time is coming to the close. Simon, again, if you would like give out your information, how can people find you? Uh, anything new coming up you want to let the audience know about, please do. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I'm teaching a relationship uh, seminar, compatibility seminar for astrologers to help determine compatibility in between two charts. Mm-hmm. Um uh, they can contact me or go to my site for more info. And, um, yeah, that's about it, spirittype.com. Thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, love to do it again sometime. Yes, yes. Well, you know, let, let, let's keep in touch and let me know when you come out with your next book because I have a feeling you're not done writing, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. We'll so one more time, everybody, please go out and get The Dharma Method by Simon Shikoisky trying to hold it up to the camera, but I'm getting lots of glare here. There you go. Um, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the big booksellers, right? And uh, check out his website, yep. www.spirittype. So there's two T's in there, spirittype.com. Simon, thank you so much. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. You too. And one last shout out again to my dear friend, Jennifer Huff. Uh, get out of your own way by going direct with your innate wisdom. Please, please check it out, even if you're not interested. But the live stream is available. Her, her website is www.thewideawakening.com. And for this particular event, slash going direct. Go check it out and, and check out Simon's website too. And hey, let me know if you kind of check these people out and you do something with them, l- contact me. Let me know. You can always get a hold of me at sam at theconsciousconsultant.com. That's singular, theconsciousconsultant.com. Email me. Um, if you, you catch me during one of my live streams, t- type in uh, in the comments section. Let me know. Or you can always call in during a show. Thank you all so much. It's been great. I appreciate you all tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. 
joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 